0: You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.
1: future the
0: future of radio is here.
1: Funemploymentradio.com.
2: I just think that this would be a perfect job for me. You know, I like speaking to people. I like leading you people around. You thought this before? I are like, you like circling back? Yeah, I'm kind of thinking uh, maybe you know there's still some time left here for the summer. I think I could make a few extra bucks. I just go down there, I hang around. There's all these new tourists coming in. They know nothing about Portland. I like to tell people all kinds of things. That, and they don't. It's true. You can just
1: wear like a sandwich board and be like best yeah, Portland tour best ever. Best Portland
2: tour. Yeah, and I'll find out who my rivals are and I'll like undercut them. And then I'll just take people on a tour and I'll take them wherever they want to go. You can like talk. You can like talk. They don't smack. know the difference. It can be
1: like smack talk.
2: Oh yeah, they they're not going to know the difference. Mm. It's going to be wonderful. I'll make up things, all kinds. Oh, I'll make up so many things for them. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio network Then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right. We're doing good, Greg. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. No problem. Uh, We've got a a lot of stuff that we're going to get to today. We do have a very special guest who will be joining us via Skype, and that is Tom Snyder. Tom Snyder is the co-creator of Dr. Katz.
1: Yep, and, and also did work on home movies. Home has done movies. a bunch yeah. of stuff, yeah. So
2: many things. He's really, really cool, and he's got a brand new uh, audio book musical. Audio musical. Audio mm-hmm. musical, as he coined it, that's going to be coming out, and so we'll talk all about that here in just a few minutes, but he is very cool. Uh, so, yeah, that's coming up, but before we get there, Yes, I and I have brought up before how I do want to lead tours. I think I would be wonderful at it. You have. I thought you like kind of gave it up though. Well, I d I kinda went to the side for a little bit, but I, you know, you never give up on your dreams. Sometimes your dreams just take a little uh they take a back seat. They take to a life. back seat, yeah. Mm. Sometimes your dreams take a back seat to life. You need to like, I just did that and then like you repeated music.
1: exactly what I said. No, You're but, trying to take it as your own. I
2: said it in a much more
1: you said it in a creepy way.
2: I said it more in a lifetime way. You said
1: no, that's not. Don't even like try to act like you know what a lifetime. I way said would be. it in a
2: way where I would turn my hat around backward and I would sit down with the kids and explain what's going on. Be hip. Yeah, I'm hip with them. If
1: you're going to be banking on your hipness to try and get people to follow your tour group, I don't think that it's going to be very successful. No, I'm
2: banking on my lies. That's what I'm banking on. I'm going to be able to lie my way into it. And so, I mean, that's the thing. You know, you can make up whatever you want. Nobody's going to know. And I've talked about the tour things before. We do have the the random bar tours, which was uh, Greg and Tristan's old Portland tours. G&T's OPT Which is where We would go to Random bars In very far out East Portland Mm. Where it's not It's not hip Where basically It's like a 50-50
1: chance You might get stabbed
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm, like, if absolutely. there isn't
1: at least, like, a 20% stabbing potential, then they would not... Uh, no, that's not worth there. it.
2: That's not worth Mm-mm. it. Yeah, no, you've, you have to have some amount of stabbing potential, mm-hmm. which I do need to get that tour together, because I think some listeners wanted to go. I just don't know what the legal uh, requirements are on my end, as and far there as, are the like,
1: ramifications, if somebody does the, get stabbed. The, wai-
2: the waivers. Yeah, what kind of, what kind of documents do I need? I think you I I just
1: print out a, a basic waiver and be like, hey, you're doing this of your, you know, own accord, and yeah. if somebody stabs you, it's not my fault.
2: It's not my bad. Mm-hmm. Unless it's me, but but even if it's me, it's not my fault. Something in there. Wait, so no, you're, you're trying no. to get
1: people to sign waivers so that even if you are the one that stabs them... I'm not then...
2: the one stabbing. I'm not the one okay. stabbing. I will demand that they defend me, though. Defend my honor if somebody does try to, like, stab me on these tours. Because so, we would take people, you know, to these random, real, real shitholes, you know, that are just out in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And then you go, probably hit six or seven of them in a night. You know, and we'll have safe transportation and always bring in cash.
1: Don't run your card out in those places.
2: No, never that's run your card. You, no,
1: just always bring a bring a decent amount of cash because you do not want uh, your card being swiped anywhere at any of those places. No,
2: well, bring cash, but don't flash cash. Don't that's, flash cash. That's one of the other. But problems. also,
1: don't leave a, a paper trail and don't use your uh, any of your like credit cards.
2: I don't know if you're really the one to be giving these instructions, but I, I
1: absolutely mean, am.
2: I mean, that's kind of. Kind of, you are you are right, but there's a special way you got to do it. I mean, you could have like a money belt and hide your money in there. I've lived in um,
1: Southeast Portland just as long as you have. I
2: know, but you haven't you haven't led these tours. You haven't gone in, on as many tours as I have. You went About on tours. One. you mean, is you
1: you and Tristan going out drinking.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that's no, your tour. that's called business research. Mm. That's tax deductible. Clearly, because we're trying to figure out you know where where to go next. We're planning our tours. I don't think you would really understand the business side of it, um, but yes, it's Tristan and I going out drinking you so, do seem
1: like a money belt kind of guy
2: a money belt yeah
1: I bet you would never like when you were traveling Europe like you would never go anywhere without your money belt yep yeah you're so, there are like just some people that seem like <laughs> you seem like a socks and uh, and sandals kind of guy you seem like a money belt kind of guy you oh, no. seem like a um somebody who excessively puts like a lot of sunscreen on their nose
2: kind of guy no I don't do that let's not go too far no, and I don't do that. You wear a I've,
1: hat not for fashion purposes, but to keep the sun out of your eyes.
2: Well, um, sometimes. When on your travels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I'll tell you this. Yeah, when I travel, like when I when I went over to Europe, um, yeah, I had special hidden places. I would hide my money just in case something happened. Like, Spe- Don't say you have special hidden well, places where you're putting things. No, I mean, you only carry so much special in your wallet. Special pockets on my body. Oh, no. I'm always scared that somebody's going to steal something from me. So I only put so much money in my wallet, just, to, just enough. Do you
1: have a fake wallet? And
2: then I've... No, I have done that before. I
1: had a friend who used I have to done do that, that before. Who had a money. He too was a money belt person, uh-huh. and also crazy, kind of like you. But he had the money belt, and um, anywhere he'd go, like if he like felt in all danger, like he would have his wallet in his back pocket, completely empty, mm-hmm. and then all decoy, of his shit, like yeah, his decoy wallet, yeah. and all of his shit, like tucked into his pants and his mm-hmm. money belt.
2: The way I would do it is, I would have you know my wallet. I would have some amount of money in there. and would have the chain on it, keep it in my front pocket, not the back pocket, and. Uh, then I would have my money belt, which was strapped way down, you know, underneath. Uh, I'd have it under, underneath my boxer, so there's no way you could see it. And then, wait, I so would you store have your money
1: belt next to your dong?
2: Not down that low. There's there's space but in like between. It's like dangling
1: there. in there. It's dangling. No, you
2: wrap it around to the hip. So it's kind of like a, a, the money belt's hidden under under your. Yeah, it's it. Yep, yeah, trust me, I can make it work. And so then I would store extra money there. And then on top of that, the worst part.
1: Like everyone's confused. I'm not the only one who is confused about you putting it underneath your boxers.
2: Yeah, you have it up against your skin.
1: That's so weird. Why wouldn't you just put it between your boxers and your pants? Why do you have to have two Because layers? then if
2: my shirt goes up at all or if I'm sitting down, you can see the money belt. There's a lot less there's a lot more chance but of seeing the money belt. But you have something
1: inside of your underwear, which is supposed to be the thing that's against your skin.
2: Yeah. You no, don't put you the ever. money
1: belt on your skin. Well,
2: that's it's the closest it can be. That way I always know where it is. I can always feel it and it's strapped around uh, how does it stay there it's got a strap that goes all the way around it's like a it's kind of like a fanny pack only it's like super flat so it's just you can tuck it under things
1: it's exactly like a fanny pack but you just shove it into your underwear
2: yeah kind of mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's Yeah, and then I store that in there. And I don't really use that during the day. That's emergency money. And then you have your emergency emergency money. Because I always thought, like, okay, what if they rob me? What if they pretty much, like, what if they take my clothes or something like that? You know, and, that like, something happens there, and they find the money belt. Where else can I put my dollars? And here's the secret. This is the trick. Because the chances of them finding this is pretty slim. I don't
1: even want to know.
2: Well, you've heard of shoe money.
1: Oh, did you put it in your sock?
2: Oh, yeah, put it in your sock.
1: I knew it. You because seem like a way, money kind of person. Because that way, if they
2: steal your shoes, chances You're are they're disgusting. probably not going to steal your sock. But you put, like, a, you know, if I'm traveling, I'd put, like, emergency money. i put, like, a 50 bucks in there, and I'd slide it there under, underneath my sock. It gets a little soaked, but nonetheless, I feel very comfortable knowing that. In the worst case, you know, if, yeah, granted, okay, if they took my socks, well, then I'm out of luck. But probably they wouldn't take my socks, they and might then,
1: take your socks because I well, think that they the did, so- they everyone did. knows the sock trick now. No, this is one of the most times- people
2: know the shoe trick.
1: No, they don't. Nobody puts money in their shoe. Everyone puts it in their socks. Who do you know that has random money roaming around in their shoes? Probably, Nobody does.
2: Lots of people. They just Nobody keep it a does.
1: I'm asking our chat right now, funemploymentradio.com slash live. Do you put your money in your shoe? If if you had to go between the two, your shoe or your sock? Like it could fall out of your shoe. Nobody has shoe money. This is not a breaking like breaking news. This is a idea. big
2: scoop that I have just given. This is a life hack that I just gave. I think you're I think you're really not uh, giving it enough. Yeah, credit. our friend
1: Mister Jenkins in the chat said, and this conversation makes me never want to touch money again. That's absolutely <laughs> true. Especially like me working as a bartender. Sometimes like I just you can't think about it. You can't yeah. think about. Where the money has been, yeah, you just can't think about it. No, but speaking of like places where money shouldn't go, especially during the summer when you're sweaty, this is when I'm happy that I have boobs because you can totally stick money like that into is, your bra.
2: Okay, that's not right either. If you're complaining about me having my money belt, uh, you know you shouldn't be storing money. <gasps> All right, money.
1: breasts and like your money rubbing against your dong. It's is not, not rubbing kid's
2: like dong. That's not what's happening. That It's not like loose money in there. It's in the money belt. If anything, the money belt touches areas, but. On top of that, that just means though that you're giving sweaty money, sweaty money to everybody.
1: No, I don't give anybody like I. That is very rude. I would never give anybody sweaty money ever, 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 ever. Mm-hmm. I only would do that if I'm like if I'm traveling and like I don't put boob money. Into no, just, only like, foreigners.
2: Yeah. You give foreigners. sweaty No, money. But
1: I'm saying if I'm trying to hide it, yeah. If I too am like fearing that somebody might you know try to steal my purse or something, I will take my bigger bills and mm-hmm. put them into my into my um, bra, and then when I'm in when I feel safe again, I'll take them out. Put them back in the wallet. What? Mm -hmm. Well,
2: then, how is that different than what I'm doing?
1: Because you're taking it directly from your sock and giving it to people.
2: No, I'm not. Which, by the way, that's the worst kind of patron. I am not. That is my emergency, emergency money. That's double emergency money. That it's not like I'm going to into like a coffee shop and like oh just just a second. I got to take my shoe off, my sock off, and I pull out a sweaty, you know, bill and hand it to them. No, that's emergency money. At night, I take it out of there you know let it dry out and then the next day i put it back in because that way it's always safe in case i ever need it so i'm just saying that's that's what that's for i'm not using that money
1: mm-hmm. i'm not you spending seem it like you'd spend your sock money. oh
2: eventually it gets spent yeah, yeah for sure yeah it definitely does i know usually around the last day because then i'm like ah well might as well I go, know go the have the some fun people like you mm-hmm. oh yeah that's mm-hmm. totally it what well, anyway what i was talking about was the tours that i wanted to wanted to start up you know we have the the bar portland tours but the other ones i wanted to do and we did one of these i think last summer the summer before where we did the bike tour downtown oh that was so fun yeah which so is the bike
1: tour and then we went to lone first cemetery mm-hmm.
2: which that bike tour is still on our website too um i'm i'm forgetting where it's at on our website uh i'll i'll figure that out uh, what, what did we call it
1: Uh, It's on there. I I can't remember. I believe it's in the photo section.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a whole audio tour that you can download and use around downtown Portland. I'll get you the right link for it. I apologize. I just forgot it right now. Um, But So we've done one before. But I want to do one more now, like some walking tours, where I go down there. I go downtown in downtown Portland. And I stand there and I just rope all these tourists in. Because they're all down there. They've all got tons of money. They're they walking do. around. They're buying their donuts. Their and cash they're cash factories things. down there. Yeah, little cash factories. They're going to spend like
1: five dollars on a donut. Like you might They don't as well.
2: know. They don't know anything about Portland other than what maybe they've seen some stuff on television. Mm-hmm. That's about it. So I go down there and I'm like, "Hey guys, I am the expert uh, here in in Portland." Uh, it's, oh, by the way, the bike tour is funemploymentradio.com slash show on the go
1: show on the go show
2: on the go and you can go there and you can download the actual bike tour audio so you can listen to it while you do your bike ride it explains it all it's actually pretty fun I, I don't even remember what I talk about on there um, but uh, but yeah I want to do more of those only go down there and then I can make up you know facts about anything whatever I want to talk about it doesn't matter you know, I can that's say, true, because they oh, won't yeah, know. The Willamette, yeah, it flows into the Mississippi. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's where it goes. It ends up there, and then it goes into the uh, Gulf of Alaska. And they'll be like, oh, wow, that's really cool. I'm like, yep, this is actually, uh, this is the ice fields in Alaska. This is part of the water that feeds those. I mean, those. C-
1: technically, is that illegal? I mean...
2: What, lying? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't
1: think so either. I mean, like, if people are willing, like, you can charge, like, $20 donation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you word it like that So that way you're not Making money you, People are just It's like $20 per person For a like Two hour uh, Two hour tour $20 donation Per person Two
2: hours No I'm thinking like 30 minutes 20 bucks 20 bucks Yeah Okay yeah, I mean, I want to. I want to rake Everything's in some cash getting here. so
1: expensive here now. I mean, I guess when if someone's from out of town, they'll probably. I mean, if they want do, it if like it's that.
2: two hours, then fine. Then I'm just gonna take them on what I normally do. It'd Be like, all right, now we're gonna wait for the 14 bus, the number 14 bus, the very famous bus right here. Uh, everybody, get your uh, get your tickets. Two dollars fifty cents right over there. I'm gonna take the bus. All right, we're going over the Hawthorne Bridge, and then basically I'll take them to like my house, and they can wait outside while I go in and like make a sandwich or something, and then. And then I'll come back ahead. Alright, we're gonna take the number fourteen bus back downtown. That'll waste a couple of hours. Are you just bucks. gonna
1: point things out from yeah, the bus? Yeah, uh,
2: from the bus. I'll <laughs> use the bus so that's it way- can be
1: your own like literal bus tour. Right.
2: And that way we'll take the bus. You know, I don't have to pay for anything. It's all public transportation. We'll get on the bus. I'll give them a little tour. I'll be like, hey, there's the Hawthorne Bridge right here. You may have seen the movie uh, The Hunted. And uh, in that movie, Benicio Del Toro ran over this bridge and very long. And they put the Max on here. See, that's a good tip right there. I could say that. And then we'd cross over into like East Side Portland and be like, "Welcome to the East Side Industrial Area, heart of, heart of the economy of Portland, right here. We've got your bread factory down there, and they make butter over there. And there's Those all are two different a lot of areas of town. And uh, there's a you know a lot of people uh, live down here. Bread is north, butter south. They're not going to know the difference. I can make up whatever I okay. want. Yeah." I mean, I can say I can say it. However, it is, you know, I'd be like, yeah, the mountain, the old Mountain Dew factory, right down the road, you know. Oh, it's being pointed out. You can show
1: uh, where the um, the Portland pooper.
2: Oh, yeah, the famous famous Portland pooper. And again, I'll be on a public bus yelling on the bus doing this. You have that megaphone that I got you for
1: your birthday. I do have the megaphone, yeah. And And you may recall
2: the infamous Portland pooper. Who is
1: still on the prowl to this day.
2: Well, keep your eyes peeled. You never know. You may see the Portland pooper. You know, and I'll talk about that. And yeah, I'll give them all kinds of famous stories. And right up here on this corner, I once saw a meth head with a boombox. He tried to sell me it, and I said no, and then we'll go on with that, and then, yeah. Oh, in this park, I once saw a man, and this is a true story, uh, uh, rip out his own chest hair uh, repeatedly, and then brush his teeth. And then we we'll can keep on going, you know. I'll give, like, my little tidbits. Yeah, I saw that happen, by the way. A guy, he was, he was ripping out chunks of his own chest hair, and then he brushed his teeth.
1: Like with the Chester?
2: No, just just separate, separate, just separate
1: things. Just okay. yeah,
2: they were, but they were all. You like, Just
1: had a lot going on that day.
2: They were all kind of combined together. Yeah. Mm. See, there's there's a lot of things. Oh
1: yeah. Also, you could uh, take them by Tropical Summer. Mm. But that's more of a fun employment radio. Like.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like well, that's that's too many thing. buses to get over there. Yeah, it's a lot of that's buses. That's hard. No, I'm I want to make this really easy, and I'm going to use the city for my transportation. Okay. You know, and they all you have make to pay the city
1: work for you. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, this is pretty good. This yeah, is a pretty good I'm tour already. That's, that's already 20 bucks it, worth. This
1: is the cash cow. I'm going to have
2: to double it up. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll get a real official Portland tour. Like, you can do it Up because, here, there's a bar that Tonya Harding supposedly maybe worked at back in the 80s. Actually,
1: Greg, now that you're talking about this, like, I'm honestly thinking about it. Like when mm-hmm. I, um, Like, when I've been to, like, as an example, like, New Orleans, like, there are billions of tours, but you want to go on, like, the most authentic one, mm-hmm. you might quite honestly have something because it's pretty authentic i mean with the portland tours downtown all they're going to do is like voodoo donuts look here are the bubblers here's like you know the coin tower like and that's pretty much it like they'll just show you the shit downtown i could take them to space room you legitimately could like show them around like old portland before like they demolish all you know like all the stuff that kind of made portland
2: huh weird is this once again i've stumbled upon something i think if you're willing to put
1: the work into it it might actually work because I was actually thinking about this. I would want, if I went to a place, I would like the authentic tour. That's what's neat, you know, to meet people who actually live in the place. Because mm-hmm. that way they can show you, like, the cool Not take them the to cool all the fancy that... new stuff. Exactly. Huh. You might have something.
2: All right. Well, I'll think about that then. Maybe maybe we will. Maybe maybe I do We should talk to later. April about this. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's a good idea, thing. actually. Uh-huh. All right. Look at that. See? My lying stumbled upon all right. something. All right. All right.
1: Well, in the meantime, in between time, (laughs) should we uh, play our interview?
2: Yes, I think we should. Okay. Uh, So this is Tom Snyder. So he, again, uh, co-creator of Dr. Katz and just... An amazing guy. He was a lot of fun to talk to. And he's got his brand new audio musical out, which is called Is Anyone Alright? It's really cool. It's like it's an original concept that he's got going here. Yeah, so it and, features
1: multiple cast members. It has different songs and it was all yeah. written, scored, and produced by Tom.
2: And I'll say this, uh, as you're listening to it and if you want to pick it up, it is available on Audible and you can go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Audible link right there on our website if you would like to purchase it or if you get a free trial, you can actually download it for free. Oh. Uh, that's, that's all Right there from Mm funemploymentradio.com. Click on the audible link. All right, but here we go. It is Tom Snyder on funemploymentradio.com. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right, joining us now here on Fun Employment Radio, you know him from Dr. Katz and home movies and all of the so many different amazing things mm. that he has been a part of. And now he has an original musical that he scripted and composed. It's available on Audible. And it is called Is Anyone Alright? We are joined by Tom Snyder. Hello, sir. Hi. <laughs> Hi.
1: <laughs> Hello, Tom Snyder. How are you doing today?
0: Yeah, good. That was a one high for each of you, by the way.
2: Oh, that was good. Yeah, we'll double it up. In post, I'll put in two highs. <laughs> oh good, good. <laughs> so uh, I was just listening to a sample of is anyone all right it is fantastic how how did you come up with the idea to put a musical to an audible book like in this format
0: um, you know I have been asked that question and I've answered it multiple ways I'm not sure which of them is true anymore <laughs> honestly. Uh, one way I answer it is that I've always written musicals and I was writing one more musical and then um, I sort of backed into it um, uh, to do the Audible musical. The other way I answer it, and I really can't remember, is that, <laughs> you know, since I know a lot about audio editing and, um, and we're, uh, directing people in the studio and in the sound booth um, and realizing that the audio market was growing faster than any other segment of the publishing industry, including print and digital, uh, including Kindle say, um, that I was opportunistic and raced right in there. I don't—pick uh, pick the one you like the best.
1: Okay, yeah.
2: <laughs> Again, we'll cut that up in post and pick which one uh, gets the most votes okay. afterward. Yeah. Now, have you— <laughs> So, have you—
1: <laughs> Have you always been a fan I'm of— really... oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tom. No, I'm
0: sorry. No, 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 no. I— you.
1: <laughs> you. No, sorry, it's always so weird with the, with the lag of Skype. Um, I was going to ask you, have you always been a fan of musicals? Like, were you involved in theater when you were younger, or did you like more of, like, the musical, the music aspect of it?
0: I was um, one of those kids who just sang musicals all the time. Um, it's interesting, I'm not Jewish or gay, and yet I love musicals. <laughs> um, and, um, I, I'm right here in Cambridge and they're thinking of doing a study to find out what's going on. Uh, but my actually I, I come by it honestly. My mom uh, was uh, she actually grew up very poor in, in uh, uh, Appalachian coal town and left home when she was 16 and of all places went to the big city and this is in 1942 and World War II is and who did she meet? She met Rodgers and Hammerstein and Martha Graham and, you know, all these incredible people. And Priesland, she was was in those shows. Wow. Um, She she had talent, um, I suppose. (laughs) And, um, And so when I was quite young, we always had the pianos on the book, which everybody did back in the 50s, 60s, 70s. They may still do that. You know, anyone with a piano at home tends to have books of Broadway shows. And so i they were always playing on the record player. I listened to them. I learned how to play piano so I could play along with them. And then she took me down to New York and, uh, with my sister. And, and my sister went into theater as a profession um, and has got a spectacular voice, equity actress. Um, but we'd get to meet people backstage, you know, that were really big, big names, because we were going down to see the original cast, and I met Mary Martin when she was in Sound of Music, a little disappointing, even for, I forget how old I was, but I saw Sound of Music, and Mary Martin was sitting on the mountain on the stage, (laughs) and, um, you know, even at seven, I was thinking, that is just a piece of plywood.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The mountain? I am
0: not even (laughs) slightly. Lightly, um, uh, you know, buying that this is in the Alps. But anyway, <laughs> wait uh, a
2: minute. <laughs> yeah, wait. You said this is a true
0: story, Mom.
2: <laughs> That's got to be so interesting, though. Meeting those, I mean, people of that caliber. These iconic you know, people, yeah, yeah. Musical royalty at such a young age. I wonder. Did do you think that might have yeah. skewed your view of it, or musicals, or, or how did that? How did that it, feel? Like. It kind of did
0: i've been I was just saying to a friend of mine the other day I'm thinking of going public with something that's a bit nattier but true um, i my upbringing was not a happy one my mother was not a healthy woman you know she was um, an alcoholic and my father was not a very nice man and he was quite physical to to all of us and i I led my life hiding from any emotion which was not allowed in our family. And I think the one place it leaked out was, you know, during the day when I'm singing, uh, um, <laughs> I'm in love with a wonderful guy. <laughs> I swear I'm not gay, by the way. But, um, the, but it was, the, the, I, I started associating these gorgeous melodies and the Tin Pan Alley, song construction, which is so rich and chromatic and beautiful, with emotion. And I think to this day, it's about the only place I can really demonstrate pure, unadulterated emotion.
1: Well, uh, that's wonderful, though, that you found that place. Now, it seems like you grew up, you know, loving a lot of musicals. I, I too, am neither gay nor Jewish, but I am a big musical fan. Uh, do you have a particular one that's your that's your favorite over the years?
0: Well, um, my mom was in Oklahoma, you know, on Broadway. And um, I'm supposed to say that because, you know, it's also sometimes considered the first um, modern musical where it was integrating story and music. Um, but I would say I tip more, you know, then I saw My Fair Lady, and I love that because the music. And then I saw The Music Man, and I thought, that's what I'd like to write. As a kid, mm-hmm. I thought, I want to write that kind of uh, musical that's light and uh, magical and about sort of classic American themes. That one is about a rainmaker who comes to town and promises lies and yet somehow uplifts people. I just, it's sort of, these are classic American stories. And I thought, well, that'll be me doing it. But then my career got sidetracked with so many other things. And once I sold my companies, I, I freed myself up to do nothing but write musicals. So I, I'm now in that uh, segment of my career.
1: So would you say that The Music Man is inspiring at all to the musical that you have written?
0: Yes, I would, I would say it is. And one could look long and hard for traces of it, uh, I suppose. But um, it, it is. It really is. Um, I obviously, you know, I couldn't do as much of a musical as The Music Man, just doing it all in a, in a booth. For one thing, you might have noticed there's
1: no dance. That's that's kind of hard to translate to audio. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, go
0: ahead. I don't know if anyone's going to notice that there's no movement in my.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But see, then they get to create their own dance moves.
0: That's right. I like your attitude. Yeah. See? I'm a little bit pissed off at the audience already.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's interpretive.
1: They'll all choreograph their own version of the musical.
2: Yeah, then they can send you, know you uh, well, YouTube clips of it.
0: That's the first thing my sister said to me. She w- she went on a dr- uh, car trip and she listened to it for two hours, and she said, "I pictured everyone moving, you know, when they were singing songs." And um, so you know, maybe it's going to work that way.
2: That's actually a no. that's actually a great compliment, because if you think about it, I mean, that's a huge part of a musical is the visual aspect and uh, for a traditional style, but you've got everybody creating it in their heads, which is a painting really... Painting a picture. Yeah, yeah painting a picture of it. That's that's really yeah. unique.
0: Um, I should tell you, everyone is wearing wigs.
2: <laughs> that's just the preface. You have to Boy. understand that. That is just the most absurd. <laughs> Drew's comment. Do no, <laughs> I tell
0: you a quick story, a true story? Yes. Please do. Please um, do. When Dr. Katz was up for an Emmy, um, uh, the, I, the whole cast went out to L.A. because it was created in my studio right here in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And I stayed home with all the animators because I didn't want them to feel left out. <laughs> I know I'm a big baby. I should have gone out. <laughs> but at any rate, I had a party for them here. We didn't know if we were going to win. So, long story short, we did win. Everybody goes up on stage, including the you know every character. One of the characters in Doctor Cats was Julie, the bartender, who was maybe she looked slightly African American. Um, and but the actress is actually a very tall, blonde, Caucasian woman. And my mom called me right after they were on stage and she said does she wear a wig in doctor Katz?
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: <laughs> now my mom had seen every episode of doctor Oh. Uh, uh, so it's kind of hard i don't she uh, hadn't been drinking
1: um how do even respond
0: i said I explained to her. I said, well, you have to remember, Mom, it's animated. And I (laughs) thought I'd just cut. Um, But she was, I I know a stand-up comedian might have borrowed this line from me, but when I got an answering machine, the first time she, it was in the 70s, uh, and I had gotten it uniquely so that I could screen calls from her, you know, (laughs) because she called all the time. But um, her first message was started,
2: uh, yeah, tell Tom, (laughs) <laughs> As though it's the secretary that's answering your. Oh my your gosh, phone. that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: just great when someone just misses a little bit. There's a cognitive yeah. adjustment that needs to be made, and we never made it. We never made
2: it. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, would you ever want to see this? I know it just you know it just came out in May. Uh, again, it's is anyone all right? Would you ever want to see an actual um, like stage state? production? Yeah.
0: I would love to. Um, uh, frankly, just between us, no, and you don't have to cut this out, uh, but between us, um, I have no idea whether the audio musical is a real thing. I, I trademarked it. I call it an audio musical. I'm the only current example I know of one. I don't know whether it's going to become a, a real thing. Um, my backup plan is to use it as a device to, to pitch to theaters.
1: That is a genius idea. The, and, like, I've never heard the phrase since, you know, you just trademarked it, audio musical, it's perfect. I think that's going to, I think it's going to yeah. pan out for you.
0: I would, you know, I went up, uh, you know, because I thought, What's a, that's what it is, say exactly what it is when you get a trademark. And yeah. I thought, well, someone's got to have done that. And there's, I got the website, audiomusical.com, audio I got, um, I got the trademark. Uh, so I think no one's really thinking that way. I, think, I hope there's. A-
2: oh, I was just going to say. I think that's a great example of it being a being a b- very good idea. Is that it? Sounds like it should already be something, but yet no one's done it. So yeah. I think you're right at the cutting edge of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Good. Well, thank you uh, for your uh, vote there. And <laughs> call me back. In, call me in a year. And I'll tell you what my sales have been. <laughs>
2: all right, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, I'm—I'm I'm so clearly not doing this for the money. Uh, I am really not. It's just, uh, uh, just uh, uh, something I just love doing. And the actors I work with—since I'm in Boston, I got to get actors from Boston Conservatory and Emerson and all these graduate programs of theater, where these you know people have been doing it their whole lives, and they just. Acted their asses off and sang their hearts out uh, right in the booth, and it was really fun to be able to direct it that tightly, because that's how we did it with Doctor Katz. You know, we would we would say, oh, God, can you say, you know, you dropped you dropped the end of that phrase, and it's so perfect. Could you say it again? You get to do that, which you don't get to do on stage.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, and actually be there and craft it with yeah. with. Somebody and speaking
1: to two people who yeah. work in you know with audio every day as a medium, like I totally understand what you're coming from. Yeah. You, can, you can have a little reset or like correct it to make it sound you know the best that it can. Yes. Have you ever late at night gone and looked for
0: the the d sound because you want someone to say something in the past tense?
2: Ooh.
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't if know I if I have. I, yeah. No, have you? I do
0: that. I do that kind of splicing all the time because. Someone will has screwed up a line and they're gone and I don't have them anymore and I'll say well I'll have them say that earlier in the thing or later in the thing and now it's got to be in the past and mm-hmm. and so uh, she you know plays I'll turn into played so I I'll take the s off and put the d on you know I because I. Just so long I've been doing it that it's all second nature. Well, oh, that, that sounds
2: that. like that actually you know, sounds like fun. I actually do do that when I do uh, commercials or like voiceovers, and I edit some for for other people is part of it too and I will I will do that I'll go back through and like oh they messed up that word and like mashed two together so it would never sound sa- you know it yeah. sounds like it's supposed to but no one will ever know that they completely flubbed it um, just to, just to make it work out It's that is a fun yeah. project I love doing that with audio
1: well and then working with audio too because you hear like all the bad edits like there are songs that I can't listen oh, yeah. to because I can hear <laughs> yeah. like the breath being cut off and then uh-huh. like the person starts singing again and it drives me nuts yeah. like it, it totally I mean it's a good problem to have, I guess, because you can hear where the problem yeah, is. Yeah, but it can, I,
2: yes. it can also drive you insane, though, if you pay too much attention. Yes,
0: it, 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 it's it's true. Uh, I, what do you, you, do you
2: use Pro Tools? No doubt. Uh, I I use Audition for the main part for what I do. Do you know what I use? I use the best software in the world. What is Reaper? It? Have you heard of Reaper? Reaper? I've heard of it, but I've never used it. It is a miracle.
0: I'm not kidding you, because believe me, I've you know, we had. 170 people in our company with lots of audio editors and we had all Pro Tools workstations and stuff uh-huh. and then seven years ago someone showed me Reaper which costs like $30 and it downloads in under 12 seconds and it is a fully functioning uh, it's the most professional uh, digital editing software it outperforms even you know the very best ones. Uh- um, all the plugins work and Every week, they update it, and you think, oh, you know, because if you had Pro Tools or something, it would be like a three-hour update. Oh, you yeah. Know, all the disks. This instantly updates automatically, and they are fixing it constantly. It's like all Google X employees who decided, we could do this. We could do. We could
2: make the perfect audio editing tool.
1: Tom, I, I'm looking yeah. at Greg's face right now, and I know exactly what he's going to do when we end this interview, yeah. which is purchase I re-
2: that. I already looked it up he's, while we were talking. He's on the page so. right now. <laughs> yeah, I am definitely Go going to try that out. Um, <laughs> that's that's Good. great. And give, give it a little bit of time
0: because okay. one of the things that it's most famous for uh, among engineers is that you know normally the. The things you can do are limited by the things that are in menus or in options, you mm-hmm. know, that you, you find in the program. This thing it has a pull down menu called Actions, and it literally has every codable function in the entire thing named in a reliable way. Oh, that's so, great. And, so let's say you want it to split a thing, nudge it to the right. Join it And then delete The previous thing Or whatever mm-hmm. Even if it's not A function They have built into it As a user function You can find it And you can look At all the stuff Up alphabetically
1: Oh, oh. It sounds like You guys are talking Like edit porn Back and forth To each other No that's so great <laughs> I spend so much time editing yeah. Yes.
0: yeah. If this wasn't Edit Forum, one of us would have to get really pissed off oh, yeah. at oh, one yeah. of the editors. I was yeah. saying, yeah, you Forum. Know,
1: like, and I was also saying it kind of sounds like you're describing like editing porn a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you can slowly oh, imagine. Oh, did you say Forum or Porn? I said Porn, but then you made it sound classier because you said Forum, and now I've brought up Porn again, and now I feel really weird.
0: I don't even know what this word porn means.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Some newfangled thing.
0: (laughs) Well, Tom. Why is it always, always the woman who brings up porn? I don't get this. Because I think
1: you you were just so lovingly and, like, intricately and, like, very (laughs) passionately describing these teeny, like, minute details of the editing process, and Greg's over here, like, salivating, staring (laughs) at the thing that he wants to buy immediately. That's just what came to mind. I'll
2: dub some soft, like, Spanish guitar underneath that whole section there so so it sounds more...
0: You know what? And I'll add a little audio that you can splice in to make it sound even more that way. You know how when you're editing, sometimes it's a little more like that, but... More like that, or do you want it more
2: like that, or do you want it more like that? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> there we go. I can cut now that. Now That's
0: editing porn right
2: there. <laughs> well, Tom, thank you so much for spending some time with us. So your 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 audio. Book musical is out. Is anyone all right? It's on Audible right now. People can pick it up and check it out. What's another good place that they can follow you and everything that you do?
0: Well, um, that's a damn good question. I am on Facebook. Excellent. Um, and so I have a Facebook page called "Is Anyone All Right." By the way, "All Right" is spelled with two words: A L L and R I G H T. For people who are looking it up, you can also uh, buy it on iTunes as well as you know it's an audible product but you can purchase it on iTunes and listen to it um on your phone that way as well. Uh, Tom right.
1: you just uh, got two more likes on your Facebook page from a from a Sarah and a Greg over here.
0: That is strange. <laughs>
1: Isn't that
0: strange? <laughs> Who are and they? What were your names? What were your
2: names? That's so awesome. well go pick it up Wherever you are right now, pick that up. I'm going to also download Reaper after I get my copy of Is Anyone Alright? And, Tom, thank you so much for taking some time to call in. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Tom Snyder right here on Fun Employment Tom Radio. Snyder. Tom Snyder. I don't know why I said it like that. I I know, it sounded
1: like you were saying like the intro to Tom Likas. Mm,
2: Tom, Tom Likas.
1: Oh, God. Flashback. Women back. are the
2: worst thing ever.
1: Oh, yeah. bitches. Am I right?
2: <laughs> no. Wrong Tom. Uh, Tom Snyder, though fantastic. Tom Snyder, the good Tom. The good Tom. Mm. <laughs> He's a good one. He's a good Tom. Uh, you can pick up his book. Like I said, just go to FunEmploymentRadio.com, click on the Audible link right there, and you can find his book. His musical. His musical. I know it's so it's so confusing. It's so.
1: It's interesting. It's an. In, I, I'm really curious to see how it's gonna play out because I think he really is onto something. Oh, there. I think
2: he stumbled stumbled on something really well. Mm. Yeah.
1: On gold. Gold, Jerry. <laughs> oh, hi, friends. Hello to you. My name is Sarah X Dylan. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, Greg got a Florida story right off the bat.
2: Is that your Florida accent? Yes,
1: a Florida woman has been arrested after inexplicably calling 911 repeatedly and then repeatedly telling police who answered to go to hell. (laughs) Wow. All right. If you want to go about the quickest way to probably get arrested, just do what she did. That's uh, a good way to do it. So the first 911 uh, call came in shortly before midnight this past Monday. Uh, police found the caller, 54-year-old Deborah Harris, sitting by a bus bench in West Palm Beach, Florida. So she was calling them repeatedly. Uh, that was the first time from her cell phone. Now, uh, Deborah Harris couldn't explain why she called 911, according to the police report. But she did curse at the responding officer and told him to, quote, go to hell. Well, the officer... Sweet. The officer uh, left without further incident. I can't believe that they actually took that. Yeah. 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 But the calls from Harris Go to hell. didn't stop. Oh boy,
2: I just saw a picture of her.
1: Yeah, she looks oh, exactly.
2: She she is she could not be more fitting of someone who would call the police to have them come and then yell "Go to hell." Do
1: you know who she looks like?
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Is that exactly what you thought?
2: I uh, what who you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah. That is so funny. Yeah, that's an older version. That isn't
1: that's her yeah. in ten years. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah, and don't you guys have no idea who this person is? No, nobody you don't. that you know. Yeah. Um, Harris couldn't explain why she called 911, so the officer left without further incident. But the calls from Harris kept on coming. Within the next half hour, she dialed 911 14 more times. Wow! In a half hour, using profanity each time, and never once giving a reason for the calls. Well, shortly after 12:30 a.m. on Tuesday, so that was the full half hour. The same officer responded uh, to the same place where she was still sitting next to the bus stop, and warned Harris that she would go to jail if she placed any more non-emergency calls to 911. Harris decided to call again an hour later. <laughs> well, police went back to the bus stop, didn't find her. However, just down the street, they did find her inside of O'Shea's Irish pub. Okay. Because, of course, she was and arrested her. Now, Harris has been charged with misusing the 911 system, a first-degree misdemeanor, published by a, a punishable up to about a year in prison and or a $1,000 fine. So she's also been arrested for similar charges in the past. But nobody really knows where this this drive to call 911 repeatedly for no apparent reason comes from. I mean, from.
2: somebody's going to answer every time. Mm. If you really just want to say that to someone, you're guaranteed somebody's going to answer on the other, on <laughs> the other end.
1: Same, but yes, she is the most Florida woman ever. She's pretty florida With the no teeth and the neck tattoo. Go to hell. <laughs> Go to hell. You know, that's how she sounds, too. Go to hell. Go to hell. All right, this is kind of terrifying to me. I wanted to know what you thought about this. So uh, this is just being released. I thought this was something that would be, like, in the future. I didn't realize this is something that existed now. Okay. So China's first traffic-straddling elevated bus has started to go for its first test drive.
2: Yes, I do know about this. So it's this. a
1: bus that literally drives over traffic.
2: So what they did... It's
1: like a hovercraft, but attached to, like...
2: No. Nah, it's, like, on the road. Well, I don't know if that's really... Right, Greg, the best ex- description.
1: Explain it to me, Greg. No,
2: it's it's probably about four lanes wide. I don't remember exactly how wide, but what it is, they've got railing on each side of the four lanes of traffic, and this attaches to that railing, and then it's boosted up like two stories, so it it's like a moving tunnel, like over the. Which traffic. is super
1: creepy. Yeah. It's oh. really cool. All right. So, yeah, see, it's Yeah, maybe China's- it's not
2: four lanes, it's two lanes. It looks yeah, like Yeah, so China's um, first
1: traffic proof elevated bus was taken for a test drive uh, this past, uh, just this week. So, it's a 72 foot long transit elevated bus. It has a capacity of 300 passengers. And what it does is it, yeah, it, it cruises over two over lanes traffic. of traffic. So they test drove this on Tuesday uh, to test out the electric vehicle's brakes, drag, and power consumption. So the public vehicle uh, transportation vehicle is designed to help ease traffic conge- congestion by having its elevated passenger compartment pass over cars that are driving in the center two lanes of the road.
2: Yeah. The thing is, though, what if so some- trippy. What about when somebody decides to make a turn and they don't realize it's right behind them?
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's going to have sep- I mean, because it clearly can't move. I wonder if, like, the outside lanes are going to be designated for the bus wheels. And then it's only like a
2: two-lane road. Well, I, it's not on wheels. It's on a track. Oh, okay.
1: Well, then people can't go on those anyway.
2: Yeah. Well. Okay. Now you just made it so much so much more confusing. No, it's a track. It's on the road.
1: So it's like it's like a max, but uh, but elevated,
2: right? But the track is on the road, so it's like uh, it's like, like the streetcars here. Yes,
1: I think we're both saying the same thing.
2: No, I don't think. So. Okay, anyway. But
1: like, it's like the streetcar. If like the middle of it was leveled up two stories. Yes, G-stories. but the
2: max is on a separate track of its own. That's a different. Okay, I don't thing. know.
1: I, you're being like, you're being so nitpicky about. This I'm not being specific, nitpicky. Like, tracks.
2: I'm being actually. You know, exact. know what kind of
1: track a, a Chinese elevated trailer has?
2: Well, yeah, but it doesn't really or matter. So it's a rail.
1: Whatever, whatever. Anyway, so that's uh, happening in China. Next up. <laughs> I just pulled this story for the quote because this guy is hilarious. A 90 year old man has been charged with soliciting a prostitute. Uh-oh. Well, this is out of Massachusetts. Uh, so, according to court he's documents not, he's How old? 90.
2: Yeah, okay. According
1: to court documents obtained by the Cape Cod Times, Nicholas Salerno of Dennisport, Massachusetts, paid a local woman 100 American dollars to, perform a, to uh, perform a sexual act on him. Oh, yeah. Well, Salerno, after after the sexual act was completed, he... he re-
2: Wait, he could... It was completed? He's 90 years old?
1: Well, I... All right, I just was saying that to, like, put a button at the end of the sexual act. I don't okay. know if it was completed. All right. He paid for the $100. Hopefully it was. He got his $100 worth. I mean, regardless. I hope that he okay. got his $100 worth. Well, I'm, I i don't know. Okay. Well, I guess we'll never know. Maybe you can send him a Facebook message and ask him. <laughs> uh, so Salerno reportedly after he may or may not have completed his sexual relations, noticed a necklace was missing after the woman uh, he had hired used a bathroom in his home. Now, he reported the theft to the police. Who then, from me. Who then informed Salerno that he would be charged with soliciting a prostitute because he did admit that a prostitute took his necklace. Uh, Salerno, uh, when asked by the uh, asked by the responding officers why he did it, he said, I don't give a shit. I'm 90 years old. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the right answer. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, so the woman... So, yeah, I mean...
2: He's 90. What does guys? he care?
1: 90. Come yeah. on. Uh, the woman who was later identified as a 48-year-old prostitute, Karen Proya, was charged with larceny and prostitution. Both Salerno and Proya pleaded, uh, reportedly pleaded guilty
2: in court. Well, she's How, half his age.
1: Yeah. And there you have it, my friends. There is
2: your World of Crazy. Crazy, That was weird. Crazy. It's like trying to do like a
1: spooky voice. (laughs)
2: Stop. I should stop. Yes. Um, (laughs) Speaking of tours, Sarah, from what I brought up about a half hour ago.
1: Yes, Greg. That is very relevant still to this conversation.
2: There is a wonderful tour that you can take right now.
1: Right now? You mean right now, right now.
2: Yes, courtesy of Next Adventure. Oh, tell me more. Actually, they've got a Ross Island kayak tour that you can take right here in Portland. Oh, it's very pretty cool. cool. Yeah, they've got a bunch of different tours. Have you, you ever take. been on
1: Ross Island proper?
2: I have. It's kind of scary. It
1: is kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very creepy. I any, like it.
2: For anybody who doesn't know, Ross Island is an island on the Willamette River here in, in downtown Portland. It's basically in the middle
1: of the Willamette, but, it's like, but you can't really get it's to a it. Nature,
2: it's a nature reserve, mm-hmm. so there's no, nothing actually built up on it, but yet people still live out there.
1: Yeah, and you can boat up to it. Like I've yeah. boated up to it before, but I've never like really gone to the middle
2: camps and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so it's it's kind of creepy. Out there, but it is really cool to go kayak oh, it's around. Oh, Like bald eagles and all kinds of stuff out there. But yeah, they'll take you on a tour of it um, by going to NextAdventure.net, and you can set that up and take one of their guided tours, and you get to use their kayaks. It's it's actually it's a really sweet deal. Um, Let's
1: need, a, particularly if you're not a kayak owner like my, like I don't own a kayak, and no, I want the experience. But be you to get try to go it out, out, out there,
2: yeah, and, and try it out and have fun, and with an actual guide, it's pretty awesome. So NextAdventure.net, they are of course a fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio, and they've got all kinds of different things there. The Main Stores right here in town on Stark and Grand, and then they have the Paddle Sports Center. And then, you know, you can, like I said, you can go online and order whatever you would like there, too. So, definitely check it out nextadventure.net. Find sponsors of Fun Employment Radio. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I do have one thing before we go it is a birthday request. Hmm, and no. okay, <laughs> wow, you spun through the whole gamut of emotion there. Yep, and we got an email from Cecilia. And Cecilia wrote to us, Dear Greg and Sarah, would you please wish a happy birthday to my fiancé, Eric. So, fiancé.
2: My fiancé. My f- Where's
1: my, my fiancé? My fiance. Have you seen my fiancé? Where's, where's my, my fiancé? Happy birthday, Eric. Happy, happy birthday.
2: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Happy oh, birthday, no, Eric. No, no, no. It appears my fiancé is missing. <laughs> Has <laughs> anyone seen my fields? Oh, uh, Seinfeld. All right. I
1: wonder when Seinfeld quotes aren't going to be relevant anymore. Uh,
2: to anybody under 30.
1: Yeah.
2: I guarantee it. That's true, because we're being phased sense. out. Yeah, unless they watch them on reruns.
1: Like, I don't want to be a pirate. Like, anything. Yeah. Like,
2: oh, my fiance.
1: <laughs> Maybe the dango ate your baby. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that one, yeah. <laughs>
2: it's gold, Jerry, gold.
1: <laughs> I'm out. I'm out of the contest.
2: <laughs> and that's our whole show. was just <laughs> Seinfeld quotes. Uh, it's going to be our new show here on the Fun Radio Network. I don't have Radio a network. square
1: to spare. I can't spare a square.
2: Yes. Our brand new, brand new. <laughs>
1: they're real and they're spectacular. Okay, that's probably, that's probably. Oh God, I have a never ending. It's just, it's just rotating in there.
2: Yep, it sure is. just bouncing back and forth mm-hmm. like it has been for 20 years.
1: All right. Because the mail never stops.
2: Newman. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Take the pass. All right, come on. Give us a call, 503-575- 9120. Thank you so much everyone for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. In addition to our new Seinfeld quote show, um, we also want to thank Tom <laughs> Snyder for coming on the show today. And uh, coming up later tonight will be the butcher shop right here on Fun Employment Radio so you can tune in and listen to those guys. Tomorrow's show, quick note, Actually, this is important for live listeners. Um, I'm going to screw up our schedule one more time. Of
1: course, because that's what you do best. Because
2: that's what I do best. And we're going to be going live at 11 a.m. tomorrow. That's Friday, August 5th. Just for Friday, August 5th. Live at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Live at... Wait a minute. Friday, August 5th. Oh, my God. Live at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. is when we'll be going live on Friday, August 5th. I think we should have just stuck with Seinfeld quotes. Oh, and it cut out right when I was saying that. Anyway, <laughs> we will be live on Friday, okay. August 5th. Yes, we will. At 11 a.m. We
1: sure will. And that'll be tomorrow. And we will talk to you then. All right. Wish me luck today, Greg, as I stand in 90 degree weather in my full uniform at my bartending job. Good luck, sir. Thank you, Greg.
2: Thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye. God. Bye. Bye.
0: You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio
2: Network. She came from Greece, she had a thirst for knowledge. She studied sculpture at St. Martin's
0: College, as where i